Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior Podcast Edition. I'm your host, Movie Guru. As always, prayers go out to those personally affected by the Russia-Ukraine war. Hashtag stand with the Ukraine. Now, before I begin, I have a confession to make. I forgot to mention two people in my shoutouts last week. Not only was Sunday, May 8th, Mother's Day, but it was also 19 years since Lisa Zinzi's son, Zachariah Subka, was born. Happy, very belated birthday, Zach! I also forgot to mention a dearly beloved and missed member of the Engelmans who had a heavenly birthday Monday, Joey, Joseph Joey Engelman. Though he joined his late grandparents in December 2019, the Engelman family will never forget this fun-loving, wonderful, hard-working young man. Miss you lots, Joey. Hope you're riding a big wave up there and having lots of ice cream with Goggy and Pops. He shares his birthday with Netflix rom-com star Noah Centino and singer Billy Joel. Moving on. Happy birthday today to Ellen Etter, Oscar winner and No Time to Die villain Rami Malek, the iconic Catherine Hepburn, skateboarder Tony Hawk, and the late George Carlin. And good luck to the Boston Bruins tonight on their game. Happy belated birthdays to the late, great Fred Astaire, my roommate Cassie Steinberg, my two twin cousins Eli and Moshe Engelman, the late Friends actor Mike Haggerty, who played building superintendent Mike Trieger, who sadly passed away May 5th, and Paige O'Hare, who played Belle in the Disney animated Beauty and the Beast, along with Bono, all of whom were born May 10th. The late Glee star Cory Monteith, who passed July 2013, would have turned 40 yesterday. Holy Batarangs, Batman and Twilight fans. It seems incredible, but Robert Pattinson turns 35 tomorrow, May 13th. My mistake, turns 36 tomorrow, May 13th. He shares his birthday with R&B singer Stephen Wonder, Stephen Colbert, and Darius Rucker. 1994's The Crow, the 2005 films Monster-in-Law and Kicking and Screaming, last year's Spiral, and 2013's Francis Ha debuted that day. This Saturday, May 14th, is a special one for the Engelmans, for it was on that very day in 1917, 105 years ago, that their beloved, cherished patriarch and my grandfather, Howard Pops Engelman, was born. Though he passed in November 2003, and his wife, Betty Goggy Engelman, joined him in 2018. His legacy lives on in his five sons. My dad, Bob Engelman, whose birthday happens to be exactly a week from today. Jimmy, Billy, Johnny, and Tommy. It also lives on through his countless grandchildren, including Kate Engelman, whose birthday is next Monday, May 16th. Yours truly. Reese Engelman, Melinda McCabe, Sammy Engelman, recently engaged... Naomi Engelman, Sarah Hannah Wolf, Charlie Engelman, Glenn Engelman, Leah Engelman, and many, many others, along with his 
13 great grandchildren. The, five, the six wolf kids from Israel, Leah Engelman's daughter, Bashia Tahila, Haim Engelman's newborn son, Levi Engelman, Matthew and Lila McCabin, and Ari and Sadie Engelman. Happy birthday, Pops. As always, I love and I miss you, and I'll be having ice cream in your honor Saturday morning as per tradition and be doing three flashback fun films tomorrow for your honor. May 14th also happens to be the football player Robert Gronkowski, Star Wars creator George Lucas, and Cape Blanchett's birthdays. Plus, the Special Olympics of Massachusetts qualifiers for the Summer Games is that day as well. Woohoo! I want to wish all the teams competing, including the live team and my very own team, Mid-Cape Sports, and everyone else in the games competing, Best of luck. My aforementioned cousin, Kate Engelman, Megan Fox, actor Pierce Brosnan, and Janet Jackson have birthdays May 16th. May 16th also happens to be the debut date for 1986's Top Gun, 2014's Godzilla, 2008's Prince Caspian, and 2013's Star Trek Into Darkness. Georgie Keefe, singer George Strait, and actress Tina Fey and the late Robert Morse have birthdays May 16th. And congrats are in order for 93-year-old actor James Hong. After countless decades, the actor received his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame earlier this week. The Cape Cod Collaborative Arts Networks, that's Cape Cod Can, is a nonprofit organization that provides opportunities for inclusion and active participation in the arts for people with disabilities on Cape Cod has unveiled its newest art and poetry exhibit at the Katuit Center for the Arts. The Color of Nature is up in the Katuit Center for the Arts upstairs gallery and open to the public. It will be displayed through June 11th. This Sunday, May 15th from 3 to 5 p.m., there will be an opening reception in the gallery for both exhibits, Garden and Variety and the Color of Nature, featuring a presentation by the Cape Cod Can Vocal Group and originally poetry read by members of its online Express Yourself Poetry class. For more information, visit artsonthecape.org. This public service announcement has been brought to you by Cape Cod Can and 90.7 WKKL. Hello, people of Earth and people of Cape Cod. Now, well, technically, the calendar says it's not summer until mid-June, unless you live on Cape Cod, then summer technically begins Memorial Day. Sorry. The summer blockbuster season officially kicked off with a bang over Mother's Day weekend, thanks to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. With no new major foes, let's be honest here, who in their right minds would even dare face him? The Doctor Strange sequel, the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe film, made an astounding $185 million domestic bout right here in the States. It became 2022's biggest box office debut for now, banishing its crosstown DC rival, the Batman and its March $134 million opening from that record. By the time the dust settled, director Sam Raimi's first superhero film since 2007's 
Had become the big, the second biggest, gro- the second highest grossing film in North America since the pandemic began, beaten only, of course, by Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, Doctor Strange, now the MCU's latest epic fared even better overseas, where it conjured 265 million spells in 49 overseas territories not including Russia due to its war in Ukraine and China where it hasn't been given a release date as of for right now. Its total worldwide box office spell tally after its first weekend is $450 million, $33 million of it, which came from IMAX th- screens. Its ginormous debut is just the latest proof when it comes to box office there's the MCU, then everybody else. Remember, the franchise's four 2021 releases made for nearly 30% of all tickets sold in North America last year. Elsewhere, the box office charts remain unchanged from the previous week. With Universal's The Bad Guys finishing in second place with $9.8 million. The PG-13... The PG-rated animated crowd pleaser are about a gang of animal thieves who try to come straight, have, who try to come model citizens, has now collected $148.1 million worldwide. In third place was Paramount's Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which took in 6.2 million gold rings in its fifth weekend in theaters. The PG follow-up to 2020's franchise starter has now racked up 169.9 million gold rings in North America. Overseas, where Sonic bowed a week earlier, it's pulled in $179.5 million, bringing its current worldwide total to 349.4 million dollars. Speaking of the MCU, Variety.com proclaimed May 10th, Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Charlie's Theron. Six days after the debut of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Theron posted to Instagram the official first look of her as Clea, the character introduced in the mid credit scene of the Marvel Studios film. Theron's casting as Clea had been rumored for the last few weeks as one of the many surprises of in Multiverse of Madness began to trickle through the internet. But Theron's post marked the first time the Oscar-winning actor has acknowledged she's playing the character. The long-awaited trailer for this December's Avatar Way of Water, the sequel to the 2009 mega-blockbuster Avatar, dropped Monday. Also dropping Monday were the trailers for the Latino-based Father of the Bride remake with Gloria Estevan and Andy Garcia, and the fourth season of dystopian sci-fi neo-Western series Westwood. Westwood, which has added recent Oscar winner Ariana DeBois to its upcoming season in a recurring role, airs June 26, 2022 on HBO. While Father of the Bride walks down the HBO Max aisle 10 days beforehand on June 16th. 
May six May tenth was when the world learned. My mistake. The world learned Tuesday. Actress Michelle Williams is getting a third visit from the star. Variety.com reported the news, saying the Oscar-nominated actress, forty-one, and her husband Thomas Kale, forty-four, will welcome the baby in the fall. Variety has learned. It's totally joyous, Williams tells Variety. As the years go on, you sort of wonder what they might hold for you or not hold for you. It's exciting to discover something you want again and again is available one more time. That good fortune is not lost on me or my family. It will be the second child for the couple. Their second heart was born in 2020. Williams has a 16-year-old daughter, Matilda, from her relationship with the late actor Heath Ledger. It was announced the other day that Paul Feig's 2018 black comedy crime film, A Simple Favor, is getting a sequel from Lionsgate and Amazon Studios. So far, the only actors confirmed for it are main leads Anna Kondrick and Blake Lively. Joe Blow announced Tuesday, it has been announced, Emmy-nominated very producer and scribe Jason Kim is set to write a spinoff of Crazy Rich Asians, which will center around the Gemma Chan character, Astrid Young Tio, and her romance with Charlie Wu, played by Harry Shum Jr. in the original movie. According to Deadline, Kim came up with a really great pitch that the studio loved, which made them want to get in the early stages of developing the project. In the first film, Astrid learns her husband, Michael, Pierre Penn, is has been having an affair. She reconnects with Charlie after they run into each other, Nick, Henry Goldings, and Rachel Constance Wood's engagement party. I believe more scenes were shot for, with these two for the first movie, but they were ultimately cut. Despite the movement on the spinoff, the sequel to Crazy Rich Asians is also still in development. The film is being written by Amy Wang, and both the spinoff and Crazy Rich Asians sequel will be tied to Kevin Kwan's second book in the trilogy, China Rich Girlfriend. NYPost.com announced earlier this week, very soon, Baby could be rocking out to the notorious B.I.G. and Tupac Shakur in her corner. New details for the sequel to 1987's Dirty Dancing have recently emerged. And according to Deadline, the story will involve some 90s hip-hop music. Jennifer Grey will be reprising a role as Frances Baby Houseman and will also produce the feature, which is set in the Catskill Mountains. 50-50 director Jonathan Levine is directing the film and co-wrote the screenplay with Elizabeth Shavko, Deadline reported. While music from the original film will also pop up, the sequel will incorporate hip-hop as well as the likes of Alice, Alanis Morissette, and Liz Fair. And Levine promised that we will not ruin your childhood. The Lionsgate project is set for a 2024 release date and production is set to begin later this year. Variety.com declared yesterday a public service memorial, a public memorial service for Naomi Judd has been set for this Sunday at Nashville's Ryman Auditorium with CMT airing it live and commercial free at 6 p.m. ET, 3 p.m. PT. The lineup of participating artists who will 
form or otherwise pay tribute will be announced in the days leading up to the event, with organizers for now promising some of the biggest names in entertainment will have a part in saying goodbye to the singer, who died April 30th. Deadline.com reported May 10th, Netflix has announced a June 10th premiere date for a tribute to Bob Sackett, a celebration of the comedian's and actors' life and comedy with his friends and family. The date was revealed as part of the Netflix is a Joke Festival. The event was filmed at the Comedy Store in West Hollywood following Saget's January 9th death. It features a slew of big names, including his Full House co-star, John Stamos, along with Jim Carrey, Chris Rock, Jeff Ross, John Mayer, and more. Netflix also released the premiere dates for several other upcoming specials, including Amy Schumer's Parental Advisory, Pete Davidson Presents The Best Friends, and Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin's Ladies Night Live, among others. Amy Schumer's Parental Advisory will bow June 11th, and May 19th sees the debut of The Hall, honoring the greats of stand-up comedy. Pete Davidson Presents The Best Friends bows June 13th, And the next day is the premiere of Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, Ladies Night Live. Coming to theaters and Peacock screens May 13th on May is the sci-fi horror film Firestarter, starring Zac Efron, Sidney Lemon, Keir Strong, Kurtwood Smith, and John Beasley. This is a reboot of the 1984 film of the same name based on Stephen King's book, after being experimented on by a secret government entity named The Shop, Andy McGee gets psychic powers and meets the love of a life. Together, they escape and have a daughter named Charlie, who has powerful pyrokinetic talent. While her father has taught her how to defend herself, The Shop discovers them and will stop at nothing to get them back. On the subject of horror, Games Radar announced yesterday a prequel to The Omen is in development from 20th Century Studios. Entitled The First Omen, this will sit before the original 1976 film in the chronology of The Omen film franchise. So far, no plot details have been confirmed for the horror prequel. The original movie is a cult classic directed by Richard Donner and written by David Seltzer. It followed a young child named Damien Thorne, who is replaced at birth by his father. His mother isn't aware of the swap, which happened after their first child died. However, things start going wrong as Damien grows up. A series of violent deaths start happening, as well as some mysterious events in and around their house. This leads the family to discover Damien is actually the Antichrist. The movie starred Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, David Warner, Harvey Spencer Stevens, and Billy Whitelaw. The Omen spawned into a franchise with several sequels, including Damien, Omen 2, Omen 3, The Final Conflict, and Omen 4, The Awakening. In 2006, the original film was remade, with Leah Schreiber, Julia Stiles, and David Thewlis. However, this will be the first prequel movie. Gizmodo announced yesterday morning Scream 2022, Ghostface Survivors, Jenna Ortega, Melissa Barrera, 
Mason Gooding, and Jasmine Savoy Brown will be returning for Scream 6, which will begin production soon and comes out March 31st, 2023. Not only that, Hayden Panettiere's character, Kirby Reed, who was a fan favorite in Scream 4 in 2011, is returning as well. EW.com confirmed May 10th, you can't keep killer dog Chucky down, and it seems the same goes for Devon Sawa. The actor died twice during season one of the horror series Chucky, with his twin brother characters, Logan and Lucas Wheeler, both meeting gruesome demises, thanks to you-know-who. But EW can exclusively reveal that Sawa is returning to play a new character in season two of the USA sci-fi show. Sawa confirmed that he is returning to the show in a video which finds the actor reading a message from Chucky himself. I don't usually make these videos, but I just want to read this email from my co-star and so you can see what I go through, explains Sawa in the clip. It reads, Dear Gavin Sawa, I hope this email finds you well. I just want you to know that the only reason you're still here is because I allowed it. Have a great season two. Love, Chucky. P.S. Just kidding, you suck. Oh, and the werewolf horror supernatural film, The Cursed, is now out on DVD. For the last horror-themed topic, as tomorrow is Friday the 13th, it only makes sense that I revisit the iconic horror film, Friday the 13th, requested by Cassie Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis, Massachusetts, which I talked about two years ago. Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees' movie debut, Friday the 13th, actually turned 42 on May 9th. And it pretty much owes its creation to 1978's John Carpenter's Halloween and a little bit from the 1978 film Meatballs as well. Starring Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, Harry Crosby, Laura Bartram, Kevin Bacon, Janine Taylor, and Mark Nelson, the famous slasher centered on a mysterious Max Killer, peeking off the counselors of Camp Crystal Lake as they try to reopen the camp one by one. It made 59.8 million victims worldwide. Its success led to a wicked long series of sequels, including a crossover with fellow 1980s horror icon Freddy vs. Jason's, I mean, Freddy Krueger with 2003's Freddy vs. Jason and a 2009 reboot. To this day, Jason is regarded as one of the most famous names in horror villainy. According to the Internet Movie Database, it was shot at New Jersey's Camp Nobi Bosco. The camp is still in operation today, and it has a wall of Friday the 13th memorabilia to honor the movie was shot there. And Harry Crosby, who plays Bill in the film, is the son of Bill Cro- Bing Crosby. What's also neat is Jason's name isn't mentioned at all until one hour and 16 minutes into the film. He doesn't actually make his first on-screen appearance until 1982's Friday the 13th Part 2. 
on the non-horror history side of things, it's less than a month until Steven Spielberg's famous Reese's Pieces-loving Stranded Alien, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, beams his way up to his 40th release anniversary. Wow! Opening on June 11th, the iconic sci-fi film starring Henry Thomas, Dee Wallace, Peter Coyote, and Drew Barrymore really doesn't need a plot recap. It made $792.9 million phone, phone homes while in theater. According to its Wikipedia page, unlike most films, it was shot in rough, chronicle, uh, rough chronological order to facilitate convincing emotional performances from the young cast. E.T. was an immediate blockbuster, surpassing Star Wars to become the highest grossing film of all time, a record it held for 11 years, until Jurassic Park, another Steven Sp- another Spielberg-directed film, surpassed it in 93. Considered one of the finest movies of its generation, it was widely acclaimed by critics as a timeless story of friendship. Oddly enough, it was released... It opened a mere week after the original Poltergeist, produced by by Spielberg, who worked on both films at the same time, I mean, debuted. According to to IMDb.com, both were made to complement each other. E.T. represented suburban dreams, and Poltergeist represented suburban nightmares. According to the Internet Movie Database, Harrison Ford originally shot a cameo in the film as Elliot's school headmaster, but the scene was cut. And Peter Coyote's character is never named. He's referred to Keyes in both the book novelization and, and credits because he's identifying by wearing a keychain in the first half of the film. What's also neat is that Sarah Michelle Gellar auditioned for the role of Gertie. Speaking of films... With family-friendly aliens, 20 years and just 10 days after E.T. got stuck on Earth and befriended Elliot, Experiment 626, a.k.a. Stitch, crash-landed on Hawaii and learned about Ohana. Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Lilo and Stitch crash-landed into Theater Galaxies June 21st, 2022 and features the voices of Davi Chase, Tia Carrere, the late David Ogden Steers, director Chris Sanders, who voiced Stitch, Kevin McDonald, Ving Rhames, and Kevin Michael Richardson. Like E.T., it doesn't even need a recap. It made $273 million in theaters and it was up for the 2002 Academy Award for Best animated feature film against two other Disney films, Treasure Planet and Studio Ghibli's Spirited Away English dub remake. I mean, English dub, also with Chase and Stires. Uh, Spirited Away ended up taking home the trophy. The success of the film eventually started a whole franchise. Directed DVD films, a TV series called Lilo and Stitch the Series, which ran from September 2003 to July 2006, and a TV series film, Leroy and Stitch, a ja- Stitch, a Japanese anime that followed the TV series, ran in Japan 
from October 2008 to June 2011. What's neat is that almost all of the landscape scenes in the movie are recognizable Hawaii locations. This is especially true in the closing sequence and earlier in the film when Lilo and Stitch are riding the bike around the island. And the Elvis Presley photos are real pictures, just like the live-action monster movie that appears briefly and not animated drawing. It's also the very first feature-length animated film to be set in Hawaii. Bibbidi, bobbidi, boo, I mean shoo. The musical comedy film Sneakerella is ready for its Disney Plus debut. The reimagining the fair, classic fairy tale Cinderella stars Chosen Jacobs and Lexi Underwood. In the film debuting tomorrow, Elle is a queen sneaker designer with an impressive hidden talent for sneaker designing who works in... My mistake. Elle is a queen's stock, sneaker stock boy with an impressive hidden talent for for sneaker designing who works in his late mother's shoe store and is harassed by his older stepbrothers. After falling for Kira King, the daughter of sneaker tycoon and basketball star Darius King, and with help from his best friend Sammy and his fairy godfather, Elle will gain the confidence to lace up and pursue his dream. On Netflix tomorrow is the comedy Senior Year, starring Rebel Wilson. High school cheerleader Stephanie Conway suffers a head injury and falls into a coma right before her 2002 senior prom. She wakes up 20 years later to discover she's now a 37-year-old woman. Upset about not being able to finish high school, she decides to re-enroll with the reluctant support of her parents. Now out on DVD are two unexpected smash February 18th release. The 395.2 million grossing action-adventure film Uncharted, adapted from the video game of the same name, stars Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, and Sophia Lee. In it, street smart Nathan Drake is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan to recover a lost fabled fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan, but lost 500 years ago before the ruthless Santiago Mancada gets it. On the flip side of the genre spectrum is the heartful family comedy drama Dog, starring Channing Tatum, Jane Addams, and Kevin Mash in the 77.4 million earner. With a dog named Lulu at his side, Army Ranger Briggs bolts down the Pacific coast to make it to her former handler's funeral on time. Along the way, the duo will narrowly avoid death, break more than a few laws, and drive each other totally crazy and learn to let down their guards to have a fighting chance at finding happiness. Now, there is a bunch of news that broke after my actual show and Facebook Live video. Alas, the TV act struck down a handful of series today. Keenan, Mr. Mayor, Magnum P.I., Good Sam, How We Roll, the freshman series The Endgame, Naomi, and the 4400 will not be seeing the light of day for more seasons. Ouch. In better news, Deadline.com reported 
than 20 years in the making, Francis Ford's mega op, Megalopolis has set its star cast. Adam Driver, Forrest Whitaker, Nathaniel Emanuel, Game of Thrones and Fast X, John Voight, and Lawrence Fishburne have been set for the main roles. Fishburne began his career with Coppola at the tender age of 14 in Apocalypse Now. Legend has it, he was of legal age when the film got released. Coppola is directing the independently financed film with his own script. Here's how he's describing the contemporary drama. The fate of Rome haunts a modern world, unable to survive its own to solve its own social problems in this epic story of political ambition, genius, and in, and conflicting interests. Kelly Osborne is pregnant with her first child. And Variety.com announced Christopher Walking will join Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya in director Dennis. Denny Villeneuve's Dune Part 2 as Shaddam IV, the Padishah Emperor of the Known Universe. Watkins casting fills out the major characters for the second half of Villeneuve's adaptation of Frank Hubert's seminal science fiction novel. He joins Florence Pug, Black Widow, as the Emperor's daughter, Princess Irulan, and Austin Butler, star of the upcoming Elvis, as Feed Rathutha Harkonnen, the presumptive heir to the Harkonnen dynasty. Although the emperor does not appear in Dune Part 1, he is the catalyst for the story, ordering the house Atreides on a doomed mission to take over dominion of the spice-mining planet Arrakis, also known as Dune. Jealous of the Atreides' power and respect in the universe, the Emperor colludes with Dune's previous overseers, House Harkonnen, to wipe up the Atreides family forever. Production on Dune Part 2 is expected to start later this year for an October 20th, 2023 release date. That's all for this week, folks. So until we meet again, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye, my minions.